Happiness, happiness. Yes, happiness, happiness indeed. Scoochie my chair. Oh my gosh, week two. Week then, two. Oh wait, this you was, look quiet. Oh no, there you go. I was like, you look quiet. Oh, but there you go. No, my waves are forming they on, are. on the computer screen. Beautiful. See them go. They're stunning. Go, look how I go. Fast, <laughs> faster than the, oh, what was it? I played Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream and it's like, go, go, look how I go. Did I see Swift, that? You did. Yeah. Swifter than the arrow of the some, Tartar's, Tartan's bow or I something like that. I don't know that. that. <laughs> you, you don't remember that production, do you? I don't know that I do. I remember you being in um, a hoop uh, in the sky. Yeah, I've seen a picture of that and I'm sure I saw it in person, but I feel like it was on your Facebook for a minute. You in a hoop. Me in a hoop? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was my Facebook profile picture of me sitting down, but not in the hoop. Okay. It was like a, there was gymnastic stuff and aerial tricks involved and I didn't do many aerial tricks, but mm. I did get in the hoop and I hung upside down. Great. Yeah. I remember you in, what other show were you in? Not Snoopy. Sweeney Todd. Not, yes, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. I remember that one. You remember that one? Yes. I, it, that infamously you were just like, Joanna's the single, everything else. <laughs> album tracks <laughs> which and I, I was stand like, by you, when which we I review it by. when we review Sweeney Todd oh one God, day here we go and I'll say the same thing on mic so get ready well, and I will murder you on mic <laughs> that's fine people would like to hear that it's content <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to 2K Mets, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. It's Matt Steele. We're back again, week two in my new apartment. Matt yes. Steele, yes. how was your week since it, last I saw you? I guess was, it's been a few days. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> we saw each other last for the Adele uh, yes. moment. Yes. Uh, and, which was, you know, just like, literally like four days ago, right. but whatever. Um, but it, this was our first full week apart. I know, it's true. It was nice. It was fine. It was yes. a lot of furniture shopping. Mm. And by furniture shopping, I mean, I look at furniture online and put it all in my cart on various different websites yes. and it takes me forever to decide what I want. <laughs> it's very hard because I'm still waiting for the couch, mm-hmm. which is going to ship on or before November 1st. Oh, I was hoping that day got moved up. Uh, I was hoping too. <laughs> well, but there is no move up because it before November 1st could mean literally today. I know. So who knows? Um, but so yeah, that's a mystery, but I'm afraid to buy anything before I know what, how the couch looks mm, in the living room, right. how big it is. And I know the dimensions. I've done the measurements. Right. But it's, I'm just like scared. I'm really scared. But I, get I that. still, I went to World Market. Oh, I was just there today. Oh my God. Yes. Like a physical. So I'm like a physical. physical like, yeah. Cause there's one literally like a couple blocks. Yes. From, like the, your old apartment slash my apartment. Yes. Um, the Westwood and, one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, not Westwood, uh, uh, I don't know what that area is called. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, and but it's like you take a right on Westwood. Not on Westwood. On, is it not on Westwood? On Santa not- Monica Boulevard. No one cares about oh, this. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and so I, I went there. Well, first I went online yeah. and then I saw that there was a location literally a couple blocks away. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, let me go. Yeah. And I saw, found some things to like maybe put on the walls. I yeah. bought like a wall decoration. Look at you. I'm very into... Um, you know how Jackson and I have like similar tastes in terms of we both like animals. Yes. I've also discovered in a living room setting or yeah. a room setting, I love flowers. Okay. I love is- <laughs> a floral moment. I mean, and this isn't like news. Everyone likes flowers I in know, a room setting, quote saying, unquote. <laughs> I think I'm going to fill my apartment with like some flowers. Okay. And real I, or fake? I don't know. That's the big question. That's the question. Because, you know, you want to do real because, it, you know, the genuine but it's like, feeling of flowers, but you have to. You have to keep buying them. Yes. I'm, I'm lazy. So <laughs> will I continue to fill it with flowers? I don't so know. So maybe fake flowers, yeah. but fake flowers get dusty mm-hmm. and, you know, it's hard 
and everything. But I did see a piece of like wall art that you would be proud of. I'm me excited for because it's it's. Did you buy it? I didn't buy it. Of yet, course you but didn't. I, I think I'm gonna buy it. I did buy a big like blue flower thing to go with the couch. Okay, but this wall art. Not only does it have a texture, like mm. how you like, but it also has sound. What? Because it's just like <laughs> a big square frame of shells. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm showing him the picture right now. I am more confused having seen it. It's it, just uh, a square thing of just shells. And you touch it, and or it moves, or I don't no, understand what don't the sound it. is. Don't touch it, because it pro- will probably break. Okay. But like, just if, this, when you like shake it, when you pick it up, it kind of like makes sound. But like, it doesn't make sound on the wall. I'll need but. to see this in context, because this is giving me like disco ball <laughs> realness <laughs> in this picture. It's not disco ball realness, but I haven't bought it yet, but I'm just like thinking about it. Okay. Okay. So... Everyone pray for me as I think about it. I'm also obviously looking at like other different furniture things. Yeah. It's just furniture, furniture, hey, furniture. I get that. Yeah. What well, have you done? I have decided that I believe someone put a hex on me. Oh, And so no. I'm in the root of getting out of the hex. So this is the thing. I saw you four days ago and like the hex has gone full force. What? <laughs> so what is this hex? I have a hex. So on Friday... End of day, me and Jackson were like, okay, it's our first like end of day Friday. Let's explore our neighborhood. We got very kindly a friend um, bought us a, a gift certificate for a place called Home, which is near my area. It's in Los Feliz. I don't know how to say Los Feliz. Whatever. It's I don't know if it's Feliz or Feliz. It's Feliz, like yeah, it's a whole thing. But uh, so we're like, okay, we're gonna go to this place called Home. It's very close uh, to up where a friend of mine is. We're gonna go there. It's gonna be great. Get into my car. The new back park area is very different than our front parking area. The back parking area has a very narrow driveway. Oh it no, has the mini giant coupe. reinforced like earthquake ready like poles in the back, but <gasps> like giant. And the the it's so narrow. I'm like on the other side of the like parking square. Everyone I'm noticing now parks backwards so that they can like easily get out because it's <gasps> like you have to make an eleven point turn. Oh no, oh no, my god! I just... I, I, I of course. Scratch the pole. And not like, oh, a little scratch will buff it out. It's like, oh, this is a big fucking scratch. Oh, my God. Like, all on the back left tire. And I am furious. And honestly, I it's one of those things that happens and in the moment it happens, you're just like, oh, I'm this is the end of my life. (laughs) I'm going to kill everyone involved. But I must say, even though Jack here Jackson's all like, I mean, you were upset and like ruining the night for a good three hours after that. Of course you did because (laughs) but for me, I like bounced back pretty quickly. Like the next morning I was like pretty level. And I was like, and I didn't ever get like, I didn't yell or like get upset or like misdirect my anger. I just said I just verbalized multiple times to Jackson. I was like I'm just very upset right yes, now. Yes, and, and when you are upset about something, and it's like, you don't have to say anything, no, but the room turns cold. It comes out of my pores, but I, yes. I wasn't, I mean, we still went, we got a lovely meal and like figured it out. I luckily filed a claim for my insurance. I have this, you know, that you have different types of insurance and I didn't think I had the one where like if you hit a, like an object that wasn't moving will cover you, mm-hmm. but I do. Okay. So I just have to pay the deductible. I'm dropping it off, but it's also like, I just got my fucking car back. I know. For something that wasn't my fault and now I have to give the car back and I'm every time I walk by it to like drop things in the trash or into the uh, recycle bin back there I see the fucking scratch and I'm just like it's the thing is I'm saying scratch it's basically the whole side of the car like the uh. wheel it's just a fucking mess I'm, it's fine it's being handled that's why you have um, insurance it just so that happens and then so yesterday I'm in the living room and I bring 
a little external hard drive out in the living room because oh, I'm like trying to fix. We're putting up the Adele video and we're putting up the Patreon version where you actually see the video moving while reacting to it, whatever. I'm sitting there and I've made a little Photoshop of like, this is what I think our gallery wall could look like with the pictures here. Turn the computer to show Jackson. The hard drive unplugs, which like sometimes hard drives, external hard drives unplug. And it's like, this is fine. That's sure. it, just unplugged, whatever. Never mounted back onto <gasps> my computer. Never was noticed again. The computer acts like it doesn't exist. Luckily, as far as what was on that drive, it's like old two-game match shit that like we've put out. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I put out an album very recently. Like there's no music. There's one song that I had started that I can recreate. It wasn't even a finished full song. I can recreate it. It'll be fine. The hard drive is less upsetting, but it's more like I need to go one day that I'm not losing hundreds of dollars like in yeah. a one fail swoop. Wait, so is all the stuff, all of your projects and everything is saved on the hard drive it and is. not your computer? Yes, that's oh. why I don't have the problems you have when you're exporting. <laughs> 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 and that's the way to do it until, you know, it unplugs and everything's, you know, yes. whatever. It, I'm glad we had already made the video. I'd already edited everything. There's nothing really bad on that old hard drive, but it's just... Today was the first day in three days that I have not lost hundreds of dollars. I'm so I'm sorry. I just is fucking bullshit, but it's okay. It's one of those things where it's like, you know what? There's a lot of good things happening in my life. Yes. If this is the way to balance out the universe, of course. That's fine. Like, I will live with that. I have to make peace with what happened this weekend. And I like, think I'm there. Isn't there a way to like get it off of the external hard drive? Like, I, you could take it somewhere and they're like, if it doesn't mount to your computer, it's going to be $650. Oh. And I'm like, no. No, I and so I bought a new hard drive. I reloaded it up with stuff from an old hard drive that had most of the uh, music I'd made for the the good parts and for even get lost, and just called it a day. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Wow, I'm not doing that. So here we are. That's so. I've never heard of like a hard drive like like falling out and like it I not recognize like it just. Being I screwed. I know. I'm like, this has happened to me, ten like hundreds of times. I mean, maybe like you can try it. Again, like I, months I, down I, the road. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. I'm not gonna throw it out, of but like it, it does make a weird sound when I plug it in now, which oh. makes me feel like we're in a bad shape. But you know what? We're making it through the rain. That's what the world's about. We've made peace with bad things that have happened, and the hex will be lifted. The hex will be lifted. <laughs> wow. I know. As you, as, you know, I do know a minister, and I maybe, know. <laughs> and he can. He can fix that for you. you all you need me, is just a little bit of Jesus. I, I would love that. <laughs> Whatever it takes, honestly. Uh, so are you ready to dive into some new news for idiots? Let's dive into some wonderful news. Well, I mean, I know we already made a video about her, but the biggest news of the week is, of course, Miss Adele. She is back in our lives, back on our screens, back on Spotify, breaking records for the most streamed song in one day. Of all time in Spotify history, beating last Christmas Eve's Mariah Carey, I love Christmas is you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that uh, her new single, Easy on Me, was played 19.75 million times on Spotify in its first day. Oh my God. Uh, which uh, beat that record of Mariah had it was 17.2 million times last Christmas Eve. We'll see how what it does this Christmas Eve. This Christmas Eve, we gotta beat it, guys. <laughs> gotta beat it, Queens. But no, I'm just thrilled for Adele. I'm just glad that like... She's still as important to everyone as we all knew she was and would be. And the song is lovely. I keep re-listening to it. It's really a lovely It's song. beautiful. It's beautiful. All of my coworkers asked me, they were just like, have you heard the new Adele song? And I'm just like, look. I know. I'm like, I'm a, I'm, don't ask me stupid I'm gay. <laughs> I, of course, listen to it. So I'm excited for you, her. I can't wait to see what happens. I also love that she, on her Instagram live, like very, someone asked her a ridiculous question of like, uh, 
well, are you going to collab with Peppa Pig? And she said, no, babes, or whatever. <laughs> and in every radio uh, interview since that has occurred, they've been like, so Peppa's upset. Like, it's everyone's <laughs> bit. It's like, Adele, you know, Peppa's mad. And so Adele has to be like, you know, if Peppa wants to, like, jump around in the mud, I'd do that. Like, I'd do <laughs> other things with her. Just, like, not a song, whatever, whatever. And so, I mean, it's, I. long story short, I'm glad she's back. And she's she's, she's doing great things. Um, I think there was one more kind of piece of news on this. Uh, oh, and there was also a very funny moment when she was being interviewed on one of these radio shows where uh, a radio personality was like, oh, I mean, Ed Sheeran's coming back, too. He's coming back. And she's like, on the 19th, his album's coming out? And they're like, oh, no, it's not the same week. No need to panic. And she goes, huh, me panic? <laughs> he would need to panic. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> That's so fucking iconic. She was, of course, kidding. But, like, I mean, she... I mean, she was right. It's true. I mean... I mean you, you can't be kidding when you're correct. I, I say, <laughs> are you kidding when it's all nothing but fact? Um, and, I mean, honestly, there may be a later piece of content from us about this but have you listened to the kelly collection christmas on it yet i have because not it no. came out the same day oh it did it came out the the night of the 15th or okay whatever. woo you sh- i mean we'll talk about it on the video possibly but she's mad this christmas okay <laughs> we love a furious christmas it's just, it's just like I just didn't know that this was a type of music. <laughs> I did. I mean, I knew, you know, we all get, there's a sad Christmas that gives me miss you most, obviously, obviously, but like a mad Christmas. A mad is, is there a mad Christmas I song? Certainly slash not, album? Certainly not an album. There might be a song or two, but like so many in succession, it's like, oh, she fucking. And I think the thing is about Wrapped in Red and the whole half of those songs, like there's a song that's really beautiful called like Brandon's song, like Winter Dreams or something. Who's Brandon? Is that her kid? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not her kid. I think when, like, Christmas was a big thing for them as a couple. I think he proposed around Christmas oh, and I no. think he may have. And she's like, you've ruined like a line from a Christmas song is essentially you ruined so much about my life and I will not let you have Christmas. Oh. <laughs> like, she's pissed. Oh, I love that. I so that is wait. why like because we were like, why is she not just putting out a regular right. album? Why is it a Christmas album? And now I see why it was she's, specifically made yes. a Christmas album. She's like, I have to fix Christmas for me. The Wrapped in Red, I cannot keep thinking about like when we were getting engaged every time the fucking holiday comes. Because Christmas never ends. So wow. she's rewriting Christmas and it's she's mad about it. <laughs> I love that. Brilliant. Brilliant. So everyone should listen to that. We'll talk more about that later this week. Um... I hate that we have to talk about her again, but there's been more Jesse Nelson, Nicki Minaj fallout. Have you heard any more of this? Where, where did we leave off with this? I didn't know Jesse Nelson and Nicki Minaj felt like fell out. No, they didn't fall out. There's just been more fallout from that single. They put out boys. And oh, fallout from that single. I thought you meant like no. they fell out with each other. And I'm no. like, oh, they just released a single. They did. And they got on Instagram live. And uh, Nicki, for whatever reason, decided to uh, pointedly... Um, Direct her anger and ire at uh, the black member of Little Mix, Leanne, uh, saying, um, "Oh, if you're going to get on Jesse about blackfishing now, I see you liking comment, like liking posts and commenting under your friend's post, and like this town looks like blackfishing to me. So, like, don't be so fake activist that you get mad at this one girl. Like, if you just want a solo career, just say that. Like, Jesse's a sweetheart and she's going through mental health, and you're making this hard. And it's like." 
this is what you're doing, Nikki. This is it's a like mess. She, it's like, are you willfully trying to be wrong about every fucking thing this year? Like your rapist husband, the vaccination, and now this. Jeez. It's like Nikki. And the Jesse Nelson's just like sitting there giggling in the fucking chair. And it's like, this is the worst look ever. And it's one of those things where it's like, maybe you're just trying to drum up publicity for this song that is so underwhelming. And NPR has tweeted something amazing saying, quote, black fishing aside, there's a reason Jesse Nelson isn't a household name, our critic writes. With toothless lyrics and vocals reminiscent of a bad Camila Cabello impression, she commits the cardinal solo career sin, being boring. Ooh. <laughs> And the thing is, they deleted the tweet and everyone was like, oh, they, they went too hard. They thought that was too hard. Then they reposted and said, we've deleted a tweet that misspelled Camilla Campeo's first name as Camilla with two L's. That's <laughs> insane. I'm thrilled. That is so funny. I just, just like, you don't think you're going to get the best dragging of the week at NPR, but here we are. It and happens. I know NPR is like the most like neutral oh, <laughs> like sure. journalistic piece like uh source ever i know wow i there was um it's so funny when N- the whole nikki uh vaccination thing was happening everything yeah. uh people were like oh man if uh if nikki minaj isn't vaccinated what's going on with azalea banks and azalea banks responded she's like listen i only say stupid shit i don't do stupid yes. shit i am fully <laughs> vaccinated lol and it's like man when i like i got to stand azalea I banks i know now. it's always a bad day when you're like oh well azalea's right <laughs> you know but it happens every when someone is as wrong as Nicki minaj yeah. it's like her favorite pastime it's just being fucking wrong yeah and like why like you why? don't have to do this you don't have to like keep drumming up this fight right. between this girl and like her ex-band right and you don't have to attack this woman who you have met only in your previous collaboration with little mix who is a fellow black woman in the industry in a group of all white girls and she got so picked on during and who just had fucking babies yeah like i don't understand what is the point of this i think it's so weird how like beef is so drummed up in the music industry it's, it's weird like, how is it not awkward it's for you like just, these are your colleagues it, i don't know especially just, when you've worked together right it's just promote i think with this and on with- that underwhelming song <laughs> I mean, it seems like all of Nikki's collaborations with Little Mix and their members are underwhelming. So um, I think it's just anything, any press is good press. And Jesse Nelson, like they said, is not a household name. If you don't say of Little Mix afterwards, you don't know what you're talking about. I think even in the UK. So I guess news is better than no news about it. Sure. But it's like, it, the song is still bad, guys. Like, if you gave me a good song with a, like, you know, when I'm a Slave for You came out and Britney was, you know, Riding with a tiger. There was controversy, but there was also a song. There was a song. She and was the, riding with a tiger. I don't know this controversy. Yeah, well, it wasn't really the controversy, but she, she looked really hot and carried a snake and like ride on the VMA stage with a tiger. Oh, so that was the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people were like, this is too slutty. Yeah. Oh, you know, people were mad. And even Ugh. on that Oops performance, people were so mad. Did you ever, and all I, this is, I feel like I might have talked about this before. So if so, I'm sorry. When she was a maximum year old, 20 year old girl, MTV News went on the streets and showed people video of her performing Oops, I Did It Again at the VMAs. Mm -hmm. And all the people were saying, like, oh, she looks like a slut. If my daughter did that, I would kill her. Oh, yeah. These are different times. And then played the video for Britney Spears and and watched her react to these people saying that she should die. Is this the one where she's just like, you know, well, you know, not everybody's going to get it. And (laughs) and the one woman's just like, you know, I think she's like doing great. And she's just being herself. And she's like, oh, see, I like her. She she gets it. (laughs) I've seen that. It's just horrifying. I mean, what Britney Spears went through is horrifying. Part one million three hundred fifty thousand. Of course, yeah. I mean, this was two decades ago as yes. well. So very different times. We have progressed since then. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, Matt Steele, I have a question for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I see you see it. 
what's happening with the Golden Globes? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like they are Nicki Minajing their way <laughs> through their whole controversy, just mm. like trying to be as difficult as, and scandalous as possible. So they're having the Golden Globes on the same day as the Critics' Choice Awards, even though it's not being televised. Is that what I am to understand? That's what it seems like. Jesus Christ. It's like, why? 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 I thought they were going to take the year off. No, I I figured they were still going to like award the okay. awards, but they just were not going to be a big televised awards thing. And so when they were canceled, uh, the tele, the tel, NBC canceled the televised ceremony, uh, the Critics' Choice Awards were like, well, we'll take their slot yeah. and everything, as which makes sense because totally. those are a huge award ceremony. And I feel like the Critics' Choice Awards always play on like E or something. Um <laughs> But like they should be on NBC. Yeah. And so uh, you would think that the Golden Globes would still be like, oh, well, our ceremony will be like maybe a week after or whatever. And we'll just announce them and mail the people these awards right. and everything. But the fact that they are being in, the nominations are being announced the I same day that. as the Critics' Choice nominations and they're being awarded the same. It's like, what are you going to get out yes. of this? Because. The ratings will go to the Critics' Choice right. Awards. Do you think someone's going to air the Golden Globes? I don't know. And also, like, who's going to go to which award show? Like, uh, there's going to be a lot of overlap in nominations. They're not I... going to the Golden Globes. <laughs> They're not on NBC anymore. They're going to the the award ceremony that's on the bigger that's, channel. Yeah, that's, or that's on a channel. Right. You know? So I don't know what they're, like, trying to accomplish out of this. Why not just do it a week later? Right. And it's also, like... I guess if you're going to be Nicki Minaj and you're like, oh, I want to drum up publicity, even if it's bad publicity. The last thing the Golden Globes need is more bad publicity. I know. Right? Like, you guys should want to, like, try to be on the right side of yes. things. Yes. You know? Because, like, I believe in your organization. You right. can do it. <laughs> you can do it. You've, you've done some good stuff. Like, you can do it. Just have the ceremony a different day. Uh, th- that doesn't seem like so much to ask. The Critics' Choice Awards president called it a petty and vindictive mood and an unprecedented act of spite in a statement. So, the girls are mad. <laughs> Long are story mad. short. And um, award season is creeping up on us. Like, it seems like it just What's happened. even come out? What? What movies have even come out? Or are the movies going to come out later? Oh, it's, they're all, like, every week from now on, there's a new huge, like, Got Oscar it. buzzing movie. It's, I heard a rumor that Kirsten Dunst might get nominated. Is that- oh, yeah, she might get her first nomination. Really? For Power of the Dog. Okay. it's called. Uh, directed by Jane Campion. Love. She she directed the piano. Oh, yeah. love which pi- you've never seen. But no, I love pianos. Though <laughs> pianos are beautiful. We love beautiful pianos. It's a beautiful movie. All right. Um, so yeah, we're all excited about it. Um, in more news, Olivia Rodrigo and Alanis Morissette were on the cover of Rolling Stone together, and Alanis was interviewing Olivia. I don't think anything really came out of this interview that was too earth shattering, but. I love the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to mention that I just saw Alanis Morissette the week before I moved. I went to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, you went to that. I went to that. I was like going to ask you if you were going to go to that. I went yeah. and it was truly excellent. Like really? I had listened to her live. I feel like even in 2012, I was like, okay, well, age, wear and tear, blah, blah, blah. She sounded Perfect. All right, like man. belting her face off during Forgiven, and it was a Jack Little Pill 25th anniversary show. So she did every song from that album, and then like kind of mixed in some other songs, some new songs and stuff. But like she was bad. Like, and the thing is, she has to be doing it healthily, but it looks like it's so unhealthy. Like her mouth, like I don't know what vowels are happening. Her teeth are all out, and she's all yes. I don't know. But the belt is just so support. She just sounds 
like she did when the album. You know, Broadway will do that to you. I mean, Broadway <laughs> will whoop your ass in a shave and be like, you have to do this eight times a week. But she wasn't performing on that show. <laughs> I know, but still, she's she's involved she's in that, that community. She's involved in all those little kids and Jag Little Pill. And she's just like, oh, wow, I need to like maybe do, she, do what y'all are doing. Maybe she hired that, vo- that voice coach for that show or like maybe COVID time. She had a lot of vocal rest. She sounded so good. It was baffling. All, everyone that I was with was like, I cannot believe she sounds this good. My, it was staggering. My boss, she um, told me, uh, like, you know, however, like a couple weeks ago, she was like, I'm, my friends got me a ticket to the Alanis Morissette show at yeah. Hollywood Bowl, and I, like, don't know any of her music beyond, except for, like, you know, you ought to know. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well. <laughs> and so I gave her, like, the whole rundown. Good, like, good not the whole you. rundown, because I, I don't know everything about Alanis Morissette's discography. Um, but I do know what Matt Palmer has educated me on, and I was like, okay, well, she has another great album um, called... Uh, Supposed former Supp- infatuation. Well, supposed infa- I told her about that later. Okay. Well, what's the other one? Uh, the so one called it, chaos. So called chaos. Brilliant. And like, it's a really good Under album. Rug swept. And uh, and the <laughs> the supposed former infatuation junkie and everything. And I told her that timeline. Yes. So I was educating my boss. That's and she very was like, kind. Okay. She she was like, okay, now I have to listen to all of these. But things. spoiler, she didn't need it. She just needed Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> I know. She was like, yeah, I've been listening to Jagged Little Pill on loop. And she was like, what else should I listen to? And I was like, well, so called chaos is really. It good. is I excellent. I like this song and this song and this. I'm song. trying to think. I don't think she did any. Well. No, I think she did a little clip of um, everything from So Called Chaos. And of course, I told her about the couch. I was like, and there's a song called you, The Couch. You are like the lone The Couch stand in the world. Oh, The Couch is a classic piece of music. I mean, it's excellent and I love it, but I feel like no one's ever highlighted the song more than Matt Steele. Oh, no. I'm like, every time The Couch is in my ears, I am just like, Imagining I'm a figure skater and like, how would I do a figure skating routine to this number? Wow. Which is how I, that's my barometer for if this is a good song or not. not. Would I do a figure skating routine to it? Well, if I could figure skate, (laughs) there's a lot of ifs in this, uh, this scenario. Um, I, Brittany posted, I mean, honestly, we should just have a segment of the show called Brittany posted, but she posted something that we kind of talked about and, I feel like was in the ether a little bit. She basically had a whole post about she starts with, I'll be honest and say I've waited so long to be free from the situation I'm in. And now that it's here, I'm scared to do anything because I'm afraid I'll make a mistake. For so many years, I was told if I succeeded at things, it could end and it never did. I worked so hard, blah, blah, blah. Basically, she's like, now that this conservatorship is actually ending, I know that the first time I do something that people deem as like not okay. And there's paparazzi around her so much now that she's like, I know everyone's going to like, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble and people are going to say that like I should have still be in my conservatorship and all this shit. And it's like, this is truly a moment. And I know it's, we've said that we feed it to death, but it's still true to this day. Leave Brittany alone. I know. Like once this ends, just give her a second. And she even confirms at the end of this little, um, this, uh, the, the, the comment here, she basically is like, I, all I know right now is I'm steering, steering clear of the business. And so yeah. it's like, all right, all those people who were dying for her to get back to Vegas or for a never, a new album, not right now. Yeah. And I love it. She says in this post, like, I won't be posting as much. Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah. It's a beautiful picture of her in her beautiful living room with yes. a beautiful Christmas tree. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? Start Christmas early. Okay. And I bet you she's just streaming Mariah Carey Christmas I songs. I hope she is. And I hope she's streaming angry Kelly Clarkson Christmas angry songs. Because she is also angry this Christmas, Brittany. And for good reason. Oh, I would love that. Amazing. I would. I, I hope I hope Brittany's a Kelly stan. <laughs> I mean, if she's. 
isn't, she has to get into her now because this is the time. This is these this are the Christmas the songs time. to listen to, yes. Brittany, and of course the Mariah songs as well. Oh, I mean, of course, that's <laughs> yeah, every year. It was a, a heartbreaking post. Like I read it at I work, and I was just like, I'm okay. Like I, know. I, I was very emotional about yeah. it, especially when she's just like. I now that it's ending, like this thing I've wanted for years is finally happening. I don't know what to do, and I'm scared. Yeah. It's like <gasps> it's so understandable. It's like I, that is how any normal person would feel at this juncture, you yeah. know. So I mean, you know, leave Brittany alone. We love her forever. Uh, Matt Steele, the last story is for you <sighs> because you're again the only person who cares about this. I am not. <laughs> do you want to tell the people why it's so exciting that Claire and Derek X from Big Brother are dating? <sighs> And why did they need to do a photo shoot for it? I'm so happy they did. Like, we are so blessed to be on this planet with that Claire Jesus. and Derek X photo shoot. So, speaking of things that I've read at, I read at work, I was... I was do you at, work at work at any point? No. God, no. I was about to move my car, because you have to move your car on the street, like, if I work during the day, mm. like, every two hours. And... I open my phone and I just see a bunch of texts from my friend Nick, who mm. has a Big Brother podcast. It's called But First, a Big Brother podcast. I've been a guest on it. Um, <laughs> and he, just a bunch of messages from him. And he's like, go to Twitter. And I go on Twitter and I just see these pictures of Claire, my girl. You've said it. Claire. Let's say it together. My girl. Matt Claire. Steele's girl. Claire. <laughs> All over Derek X, who is shirtless in one of the pictures. That's the most confusing one. I wanted us to talk about Truly that. iconic. Um, and they have confirmed what I suspected. Jesus Christ. Through Us Weekly, because they were like, we are hiring a publicist for this, darling, that they are dating. And I lost my mind. I got in my car and I... I've never screamed out of joy so loud in my life. But don't you think this is a little like much? But yes, like yes. it's not preposterous it's that they did that. It's completely preposterous. <laughs> but get, like the thing is with these this Big Brother cast is mm-hmm. they are on it with the PR um this at uh, this post season. Okay. Like, all those cookout members, every day they have a new professional photo shoot. And it's like, guys, y'all are crazy, but go for it. Um so the week that the whole thing is the season whole season, Derek X and Hannah were like good friends and everyone online was shipping them so hard and they were like, oh, they need to get together. They're going to get together. They're going to get together. And they were both kind of just like, mm, we're friends, we're friends and everything. I heard a rumor that Hannah had told Claire that she had a crush on Derek X or had feelings for him. And so this was mean of Claire to date him. What is your response? Uh, well, Claire's dating him now. <laughs> like, like Hannah will be fine. Hannah says she's fine with it. Hannah okay. did have a little crush on him and you could tell Derek was like, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so Derek X's final week in that house, mm. I was just watching those feeds mm-hmm. and I, Derek X and Claire were together all the time. Mm. And I was kind of just like, huh, their chemistry's really good together. And I'm like, I would kind of like it if, if this happened, you know, wow. maybe Claire's into a, I mean, maybe Derek is into a six foot tall Am- Amazonian, uh, Amaz- <laughs> uh, uh, bisexual queen. And, uh, and so I was like, ah, oh, but no, 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 they're just friends. They're just friends. They're just cool with each other and everything. Right. But whenever they would show the jury house, they were always like 
by each other or there was something there and I was just like is it happening no 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 it's not happening you should happening. have tweeted this I really should have and the thing is when Derek got evicted uh, Julie Chen of course was asking him about Hannah mm-hmm. and she was like is there a chance for romance between you and Hannah mm-hmm. like in the future or like do you think you guys will date or anything and Derek you could tell was trying to avoid the topic and he just kind of went well Expect the unexpected, which is the motto of Big Brother. Yes. And Julie Chen was just like, ooh, Derek <laughs> X, you really got me. And it was like, it felt really dramatic at yeah. the time. But now that I'm thinking back to that clip, knowing now he had a crush on fucking Claire, mm. I'm like, ooh, Derek Jesus X. <laughs> I am so overjoyed. They better get that stupid, ridiculous PR. I love it. I love it. I am happy it brought you joy. And I'm a little surprised it's not giving me moments for the week. It it, was very much. (laughs) If you didn't mention it now, I would have had it as one of my giving me moments. The thing is with big brother romances, I truly never care. Of course. But this, I'm just like, well, because it's, it's never happened to like my girl, like <laughs> my favorite girl of the season. And I'm just so excited. Oh, and the Hannah stands online are so mad. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> they'll get over it they'll get over they'll it get over they'll be it. fine but it's like you know what we can't help but that you know great people attract great people <laughs> what can I say? and not that Hannah's not great she's lovely and wonderful right. but you know I just, I just gotta stand my girl Claire she got her man hey she got her man indeed she got her man shirtless in that picture oh god that one is a lot <laughs> it's amazing I love it good for them do you have any other news for idiots for the people I don't think so alright let's take a quick break and we'll be back soon with more 2K Mats the podcast we're back. We are back. It's true. All right. We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. And we got a number of questions this week. So we're going to do two and then I think we got two more and I think we'll save those for next week. All right. Um. So the first question comes to us from the father himself. <laughs> The person who originated the two gay mats. The father himself is strong. The father himself. He's like God, the father. And huh. he created us. You are Adam. Us. You are Adam. And uh, he created me out of your rib. And I am Eve. This is wrong. And I caused you to do sinful things. This is all <laughs> wrong. It is the OG mat. The first mat. Not gay. Not gay. No, he was, he was, yeah, a straight Matt. Uh, he was a straight Matt. Yes. Uh, Matt Schley, who, uh, as those of you who, you know, have dived deep with us know <laughs> that Matt Schley originally lived with Matt Palmer and Matt Schley left the house and put a post on Craigslist. I responded to it and yes. became the new Matt in Matt Palmer's life. That's the, the origin story. And that is, the rest is history. So yes. Matt Schley just emailed us and in the email it just says, Hey, hello, Matt. Sorry for the plosives. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I realized, oh, it's because he sent an audio. So we're going to. I like that he does that, by the way. If anyone else out there wants to send us an audio and wants to get played on the podcast, do it. We might play it. We might. I mean, Matt Palmer has a degree in this. I do. It's true. He can he can whoop whoop edit. All right. I want to hear this one. All right. All right. All right. All right. Matt Schley. 2021. Okay. (laughs) Hello, the gay Matts. It is the slightly less gay Matt, Matt oh. Shalai. Um, just catching up on your wonderful podcast and uh, big life changes for Matt Palmer. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Matt Steele, I'm feeling a little bit betrayed, <laughs> disappointed, shocked. You replace a Matt 
with a mat. I thought we had a deal. I thought we had a, 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 an understanding. I thought we had a tradition. <sighs> oh, it was just the side. <laughs> it, was, it was just the side then. So I have, I have disappointed the father. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have to go to confession. Good thing I live with the minister now. I know. Daniel can help you out with that. So do you, I mean, do you have any response to the claims? I mean, he's kind of coming at you. He's, you're kind of the Leanne to his Nicki Minaj right now. <laughs> well, Matt Schley. <laughs> I just want to say that I was not the Matt who left. Wow. Therefore, really? I was put in the difficult position. And I find it odd that you congratulate Matt Palmer on his big life changes when this is a big life change for me, too. I moved <laughs> to a bigger room with a private entrance. That's true. So that's a big life change for Matt Steele. And Matt Steele will now own the majority of the furniture in the apartment. <laughs> that's truly the life change. Because if there's is. anything Matt Steele did not want to do was own furniture when he moved here. He just wanted to be like a vagrant. Like he always wanted to be able to pick up and go at any time. And look at you. I moved here with two big bags. Yes. And you just wanted to only have the things in those two big bags. Yes. No, you've got to expand. And now I'll be leaving LA with furniture. I know. You're putting down roots. Got to put stuff on a U-Haul. Damn. I know. Look at you. So Matt Schley, I'm sorry I disappointed you. (laughs) But you know, I can't, I can't complain because Dan is an icon, a legend. Is he? Does he prefer Dan to Daniel? I don't know. I okay. should ask, ask him. him. I don't yeah. want to be miss, you know, naming him. Yeah, I, I, I think he's probably fine with either. He's okay. very easygoing. I love that. I mean, I usually call him Pastor Dan. Okay. <laughs> he, he doesn't know that though yet. I'll, okay. him, I'll be like, you know what I call you on the podcast? Pastor Dan. And he'll uh, yeah. probably think it's funny. Be he'll fun. be into it. So Matt Schley, I'm very, very sorry. I didn't know we made like a formal deal. Like I <laughs> I didn't sign anything. Right. But it when you, when you create... Yeah. Oh, it was more implied than, you know, formalized. Uh, I mean, but you know, I guess it's like when you created me Matt Schley, I, I guess it was just like a... This is the weirdest thing. thing. <laughs> like this whole thought is so strange. What's another question we got? This I week? literally put down the phone. I know, and I'm like, you're like, we're done, and I'm like, sweetie, <laughs> we are not done. So as <laughs> I said, as I said, we got a couple of emails uh, this week, uh-huh. uh, but the next one we were going to talk about today is you haven't talked about housewives this whole podcast, Yay! so I'm proud of you. So we're going to talk about housewives now since I got to talk about Big Brother. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this comes from Ellie. Ellie hey, says, Ellie. "How's real?" Housewives beginner. Hi, Matt. Love your videos so much and so happy I recently discovered your podcast. I think this question is more for Matt Palmer, but you both may be able to help. After hearing Matt Palmer and so many other people recently talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I've decided to give it a go. I'm excited and feel like I'm in for a roller coaster ride. As someone who's never watched any of the Real Housewives shows before, I'm curious which ones you have slash you, which ones you watch slash have watched mm. and how you'd rank them. I definitely hear oh, people them. talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the most and Real Housewives of New Jersey and Real Housewives of Orange County back in the day, but I know very little about all of them, really. Your guidance and opinions will be really appreciated. Thank you and love you guys, Ellie. All right, Ellie, this is a big question. So, yes, I... Watch all of them now to some degree. I am the least first in OC. I obviously I recently just jumped into the season where Brooks was faking cancer, which was iconic, and I've been kind of thinking my way through, but slowed down as the show got worse. Um, I would advise. I would say the best like current seasons, current era of Housewives. Potomac is the best, uh, and Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City are close under, mostly because of all of the you know legal issues that are coming up for Jen Shaw and for the Erica Jane stuff. Um, 
I, so and the thing is, they're all on. Well, but Beverly Hills just has a couple more reunions, but they're all on right now. So you would be able to see them all on your live television right now, which is a nice thing to say. Um, I think Atlanta is going through a bit of a slump. They are cleaning house a bit and got rid of, I think, five people are leaving, uh, including some friends. Uh, and so I have, I'm hopeful because that, that show was so excellent for so long and it's just recently hit kind of a slump of like, okay, where are we doing? We're kind of losing focus a little bit. Uh, Jersey has had the same cast for a while. There's always solid to me and like sometimes they're very good, but I do feel like it's time to switch up the cast a bit. Um, but it has gotten much better. There were some like five and six where they tried to have different people come in. There was a second person named Teresa. There were some twins. All three of them were fired because that was horrible. Um, trying to think of what else. Oh, uh, New York was the best for the longest time and has gotten to be probably the worst franchise as of this last season. It was just horrible. Ramona is so fucking racist. It's hard to watch. They added a black cast member. So everyone's racism really jumped out. <laughs> and Ramona is, of course, the worst. It is but I'd say uh, the first 10 seasons are all varying degrees of excellent. Like, okay. uh, it gets a little bad when they do when they clean house after season four, but it's very solid all the way through. I think if you were going to jump in, watch Beverly Hills, if you're interested in Beverly Hills. Seasons, it starts the strongest, I'd say, of all of the Housewives. Seasons one through, like, five are very good. Then it gets really shitty for a while, and it's just getting better now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering how Ellie is watched because if she's yeah. if she's like me, I would be like, well, I have to watch from season one right. for certain things. So like, if if there's like a season where she's like, I want to watch this from season one, yes. which one would you recommend? And if she's like, I just want to watch this now, starting now, which is the oh, now starting now. Um, yeah. I think both of those. I mean, if you don't feel like binging like a decade's worth of content. Start Salt Lake City from the beginning and you'll be caught up. That's no true. Time, it's, you know, it's right. It's this it is its started. second season. It's very good. Um, it is interesting. All the characters are good. And I think all of the people come back for season two. You just meet one new housewife. That is what I'd recommend. Um, if you wanted to start from the beginning and to learn all of the lore, uh, Beverly Hills starts the strongest. But New York is the strongest throughout until recently. So okay. I would pick one of those two. I mean, the only full season I watched was Matt Palmer, of course, made me watch season three of New York. Yes. But he gave me the histories of seasons one and seasons, season one and season two uh, beforehand. And season three and is. It was very entertaining. A work of art. Like truly one of the best housewife seasons of all time, if not the best. And best housewife trip, Scary Island. Ugh, I mean, okay. That's Jill a lot Zaren to take crashing in. it. I mean, there's a lot to take in there. I apologize for my diatribe, but you have to know. Salt Lake City is going to be easiest. I would recommend that. If you're interested in Beverly Hills, it does start very strong. Okay. Okay. Good to know. I love you're giving her options. Yes. yes. You gotta have options. Uh so Matt Steele, mm-hmm. what has been giving you moments, darling? Okay, so Matt Palmer, I told you that Oscar season, you know, was starting. All the movies are starting to come out. Yeah. What is a type of movie I love? So much, like a f- besides a musical. <laughs> okay, besides a musical, I was gonna say like a family comedy drama thing. I do love that. Okay, but <laughs> a movie where they stay in one location. Oh, I saw your tweet the whole time. And so I went into the movie Mass being like, oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be a movie that feels like a play, even though it was not a play first. It oh, originated as a movie. Um, and it is about two couples. Uh, Martha, One is Martha Plimpton and the other one is um, Jason Isaacs. Mm. And they are the parents of a couple 
who they're sorry, they're a parents of a child who was killed in a school shooting. Oh god. And the other couple is played by Ann Dowd and Reed Bar- Reed Bernie, sorry, and they were the, are the parents of the shooter of the school shooting. Mm. And so they're essentially meeting at this church. Uh, to just like have a meeting with each other years later. Is the shooter still with us? The shooter, uh, no, is not. Okay. Uh, but uh, I mean, maybe that's don't, a spoiler. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Oh, right? sorry. I just had a question. But you know, it's, it's not, you can still enjoy the movie and know that. But, mm. um, but not only does it all take place in, or it mostly takes place in one room in a church, a very like barren room in a mm. church. Not only does it take place in that one room yeah. for most of the movie, when I tell you for like 35 <laughs> minutes, they do not get up from their seats. And it's just them sitting at the table. I do so love I, that. I imagined like, you know, someone would get up, go to a window. There was food. They would eat it. They would walk around the room. Some people, some would storm out at some point and then come back. No. <laughs> for 35 minutes or maybe more. Who knows? They are just sitting there. And the dialogue is so good. The performances are mm. out of this world like the whole movie you're trying to decide who is the best one in the movie and it's constantly changing wow. every five minutes you're just like oh no they're the best one no 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 no. Martha Plimpton is the best one no, no. Anne Dowd is the best one no, no Jason Isaacs is the best one Reed Bernie like it's just constantly chasing changing and as we know acting of course is not a competition but to <laughs> but to an award show junkie like myself mm-hmm. it is absolutely a competition <laughs> and so I'm, I have a hard time picking who is the best one in this movie? Anne Dowd right now is the front runner for best supporting actress. Okay. At the Oscars. Is this a uh, film on but a streaming service as well or is it just in theaters? It is just in theaters okay. right now, I believe. Um, but it's absolutely wonderful. It is directed by, uh, hold on, his name is uh, F- uh, Fran Kranz. I want right. to say Franz Cran, but no, <laughs> uh, Fran Kranz. He is, have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Uh, yes, I think our other roommate, Brian, was very into that and yes. like, w- made us watch it. <laughs> Excellent movie. Um, but he is like the sort of uh, stoner, goofy guy mm. in it. Is Jesse he, Williams in Cabin in the Woods? Yes. He's very attractive. I think he did something bad to his wife. But sorry, go on. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> um, so he wrote and directed this movie. Mm. And just the fact that he does not have them get up from their seats for like 30 minutes. Iconic. <laughs> um, it's truly wonderful. Every performance is just ha- just has its moment to shine um uh, i just want to give a big shout out to reed bernie who i was a fan of his when he won his tony award in 2016 Mm. he had a great speech where he was like i've been an actor for 42 years and just let all you actors know the first 35 were horrible (laughs) (laughs) so don't worry hang in there so you know i appreciate that yeah um but Literally every performance is mind-blowingly good. Um, so I, everyone, please check it out if you can support your local uh, movie theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because literally every movie that is not a franchise this year has been bombing. <laughs> and so just go out and see a good movie. Okay. You know, you should see it. It's just, I, I do want to see it. I'm, I'm just, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm still nervous about theaters. I am. Why are you nervous about theaters? I just I would say movie theaters are way safer than restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. That, I, yes, okay. I I guess I just it's it. 
is something I can easily not do. It does. I don't feel as True. much of a pull. Like there's so much on the streaming services that I can get. Yeah. So that's maybe also why I'm because I do things that are probably more dangerous as in indoors than go to a theater. But to me, it's like, oh, that's easy to cut out. But you don't you know? have to go to. Yeah. Yes. And, and I especially I see movies on weeknights and weekdays right. and everything where it's not like um, packed. where it's not packed. Right. Whereas a weekend I haven't gone to a movie in a weekend and <laughs> God knows how long. Right. I'm like, I'm not putting up with that even before COVID. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is movie theater going is a little different experience. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's an excellent movie. Shit. Just so good. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, if you are someone who's going to watch Sex Education, my discussion of it right now will be spoilerific. So you should just turn the podcast off. <laughs> it's, it's a spoilerific. It podcast, is a spoilerific. Yes. This is going to have a lot of spoilers. I'd like to warn you. So fast forward for however long, or turn it off. Either way is fine. Um, we just finished season three, and God, it's such a great show. It's such a great show, and every season you get to see new colors and new shades of the supporting characters. Like, I even can't think of that much that Otis even really did this season outside of, like, uh, he dated this girl, Ruby, who is, like, the popular girl and is really mean, but you kind of... Of course, she has additional layers. You meet her parents and like her dad situation is odd. And it's just she's basically at a point. Otis, who is like this kind of nerdy guy who was leading the sex clinic and like giving therapy to his classmates in seasons prior, was dating her. And she is the one that was basically like, I'm in love with you. And he was like, I don't feel the same way. And so like to have that, it just but essentially you see so many layers to her. You see there is uh, Adam and Eric who have been like um, this gay couple who in the beginning of the series, Adam was bullying Eric and then he came out and they started dating, which, you know, is a little bit of a problematic journey, but whatever. You know, you gotta do <laughs> what you happens. gotta do. And their journey this season is very interesting and Eric goes to Nigeria and basically it ends in a way that seems very real and very sad and they are, you know, basically they're in different stages of their coming out. And they just are missing each other. And there's so much going on. They added Jemima Kirk to the cast. She comes in as the new head uh, head uh, master for the school. And it's like, I'm cleaning up the school because it has a reputation of being like a sex school. Because there was like supposedly a gonorrhea outbreak and all this stuff. And they oh, had hot. like a sex play. And is this Degrassi? I, I, I mean. But the thing <laughs> we is, all remember the gonorrhea <laughs> outbreak of Degrassi. At sex education, it wasn't really. But anyways, they she comes in and uh, she is just such a great villainess and like you you know not to trust her from the beginning but as it goes on and on and how she like tries to turn the students against each other and how they like fight back against her it's so good and it's like they also show layers to her she has her own personal story and like journey going and like having issues of fertility and they get it you want to soften her and make her feel like you know she's likable or whatever but I'm like Fuck hope. <laughs> like every time she comes on screen, I'm still mad. That's the headmistress. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm into it. Like, get those students against each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I'm down for that. They've introduced some non-binary characters in a very cool way. It feels very real. And the hope introduces these uh, uniforms. And so Cal, who is the non-binary character, uh, wears the uh, boys' uniform. But she, you know, uh, I guess Hope does not see her as see them as non-binary, and so tries to get them to wear the girls' uniform. It's a whole thing. There's another.
another non-binary student who kind of like follows the rules more and they try, she tries to pit them against each other. There's, it just is so great and like touches on so many different issues and so many different types of people, but doesn't seem hammy or heavy handed. Mm-hmm. And you care so much. And I feel like you're leaving off at a point where all these students and people have grown in their lives, even the adults, and are like really on the precipice of something amazing. Season four has already been announced. I can't wait to see where this is all going with, you know, Otis and Maeve and also uh, the Jillian Anderson, who plays Otis's mom, has just had a baby and like there's stuff happening around that. There's just so much that's about to happen and I'm so excited for the next season. I'm almost worried that it's going to end soon because it's a show set in high school. I'm pretty sure they just finished their junior year, I'm Uh guessing. And so I'm like, God, it's for the last season. Is it going to be like Insecure where the last season of that show is starting next Sunday and I just can't. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like not mentally prepared to let it go. Well, they could just like... Or will it like follow them to college? I think they wouldn't. Do and that. or will they? Maybe they could replace the whole cast, like a new freshman. I don't something? want that. Okay. <laughs> I. You know, you may think you don't want it, but not to bring up Degrassi again. <laughs> but when Degrassi, because Degrassi was getting like the next generation seasons, like six, oh, was so like so stale, and seven so stale, yeah. and then season eight they brought in like a whole new cast, and I would think I don't want this, I don't want this, and it was just like. Fuck, this is amazing, and it breathes so much new life into the show. I mean, we'll see. For the next couple seasons. We'll see, and maybe they'll do that. And they're kind of trying to do that with Vanderpump Rules right now, actually. They've just had a lot of other people because they fired a lot of the older racist cast. (laughs) And um, it's those awkward first few steps are awkward to watch. Of course. You know, it's just like it's still finding its footing. It just, and there are storylines on Vanderpump Rules that are good and I'm interested in. Like Sheena has just had a baby with this guy, Brock, who they're now engaged in real time, but they are not engaged on the show. And Brock has two other kids that he, that are in Australia, or I don't know how many, two or more other kids in Australia. He moved to America to, to create a better life for them. And has not seen or spoken to them in four years. Mm. And you're just like, what the fuck, Sheena? So that is an interesting storyline. But it's like, are we spending half of the episodes watching them do like fake fashion shows and play pickleball? Yes. That's rough. It's very rough. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry, too. (laughs) (laughs) The would you rather if you had to choose between like following these kids to college, Mm. which is always like relatively far fetched. Yes. Never as good, except Boy Meets World. <laughs> Boy, Boy, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. I think is like the only successfully done. Like we're following them to college right. now. Right. Like uh, out of any show that I can think of right yeah. now. Um, would you rather follow to college or whole new cast of fresh new kids? If you had gun to your head, I'd like to choose option C. Wow. Which is, so you just got shot. <laughs> which is have season four be. The first semester of their senior year and season five be the last semester of the season of senior year and then end the show. Okay. Which is not really what I want. You know, I want 200 episodes. And it was also really not an option. (laughs) (laughs) It was not an option that I gave you. I mean, I guess I'd pick the college because I'm invested in the students and I care. It would just be so disjointed. Yeah, it's it's hard, hard to make that work. So we'll see. I'm just I you know already sad about this ending, even though it's been renewed for next season. But the, season three is excellent. It's just an excellent show with great actors, great performances. The storylines are always feel fresh. I can't recommend Sex Education enough. Okay, brilliant show. 
All right, so I think that's it for us this week. Do you think, Matt Steele? I think so. I think so. I do believe. I'm now going to go home to my very empty apartment. (laughs) Pray that I uh, get my furniture at some point. I'm thinking of you. Think of me. I will. And think of me and that the hex has been lifted. I I am praying for that (laughs) hex. I mean, we need it gone. I am so sorry. And you just got your car back after being... I know. I'm so sorry. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please hope that the hex is gone and that Matt still gets his couch. We'll be back next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.